Hello, everybody, and welcome to the grand final edition of the Time On Supercoach Show. It's round 24. It is business time. And for Slam Superstars and your host, Darcy Slam Duncan, our season is kaput. We got knocked out of the finals a week ago, but I'm sitting with the number one man in the country. Oh, yes, everyone has his name on their tongue. It is Nicholas Korikas, who's in, I think, what, six grand finals. How are you feeling going to grand final week, Nick? Six from six. Six grannies I'm heading into this season. This is the best season return I've ever done. And also that franchise league that we don't really talk about in this uh, podcast. Yeah. Made a grand final. You'd lose that. Well, That's more of an off-field, non-supercoach website. Yeah, it's for the true diehards. And I will mention, I will mention, I got robbed. By, uh, by the commissioner. I think I should have an extra 100 points some point in the year. Just just do it, you know. Just don't tell anyone. Just do it for me because I missed finals by 1% and I top scored in the prelim and the grand final, but I was playing in an empty arena against no one, so no one really cares. But we digress. Six grand finals. This is the Catalina Wine Mixer. This is it. Yeah, this, this is the You nail it or you're fucking gone. All right? This is Listen, it. You'll never have a better chance to win some silverware. And how are you feeling in the grand final week? Are you confident? Oh, I am. I am. So I've scored 2581 this week. I mean, the top 2% season rank, 5,118. So I've got no trades left. Now, That's the only just on the season rank. Is that by far the best you've ever had? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Wow. That is so, so good for you, man. I've, I've 5, come 000. like top 300 before, but so good for you to get on top 5,000. <laughs> Did you win a grand final those years? Uh, no, I didn't get anywhere near it. Actually, the only time I won a grand final was last year when I was well outside the top 2,000. So you flukes it, in other words. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We'll see if you can fluke it on the weekend. My rank is, what, 11,510. I'm not going to go on about that too much. Top, like top, 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 top 6%. Score of the weekend was 2,422, which is well below par. I had some players let me down once again, but I'm done with my side. All right? I'm not talking about those frauds, those hacks anymore. It's all about you this week, Nick. Now, before we go into the predictions for this week for the grand final, let's just take a little moment to reflect on the preseason predictions Do we have to? and, and I, revisit some of the blazing I, I regret making those predictions. No, wait, look, some of them weren't too bad. <sighs> where, where do you want to start, Nick? Okay. Uh, well, let's, let's start, start with your man that you made a song about. Tim Toronto. <laughs> That was my man. Ah, uh, yes. Nathan Fife. Well, Nat and I, it's a, it's a complicated relationship. I, I love him, and then he broke my heart many, many times. I think this is the third year in a row he's played less than 15 games. And, yeah, I kind of hitched my wagon to him having a bounce back here, playing as a centre-half forward who can rotate into the mids for a few centre clearances, a few contested possessions. What happened was he had plantar fascia, unreported, and he was – down and out by round four. I think it was round two, actually. He didn't want to play for me. One of the biggest uh, swings and misses in recent memory in Supercoach. I apologize to the community. I hope you found a way out of it by trading to a Will Setterfield type or a Finn Callahan. But for me, I, I really had to deal with the ramifications of that terrible Supercoach pick for months and months. Another shoulder surgery, a hamstring ready to blow. Bracial grabs you by the wrist, directs you where to go. Set up for a champ. So make the best of this rest and don't ask why. You don't even have the best smile on the forward line. These hairstyles are predictable, but sometimes it looks just right. I hope you go ahead and pick that five. Yeah, also, who are the other ones he got on? Because I know there was a few nah, sort just, of guys life, dominating in the preseason oh. cup. Uh, or preseason yeah. cups. 
uh, Tim Tan Tanner Brun. I think he might be one of the worst players I've ever picked. I, think we, I watched him against Carlton on uh, round two on Thursday night footy, and he was running away from the ball. He was playing on the wing, and he was playing the opposite direction to wherever the ball was going. So he was another stuff up from me. I read too much in the preseason form sometimes. I think if someone dominates a game in the preseason, they're set up for the regular season, they're set up for the real stuff, which is kind of why I picked Sam Flanders. He dominated in the BFL last year. He, oh, I did too. He dominated in the preseason, and then Shuey Jew didn't want to play him in the midfield for the first month. Played him in the BFL for a very long period of time. Jew got sacked. Flanders comes in and has been the best forward premium, I think, in Supercoach for the last two months. It's funny how it works out. Yeah, I think so too. I, I cop that as well. We all got sort of seduced with uh, his form from last season and uh, how promising he looked in the VFL as well. No, and he's been a, a league winner in draft comps because people dropped him in draft comps or franchise comps and he got picked up in round 10 or 12 and he's been averaging like 110 plus on the way home. I think he could be a really handy player next year. But the problem is he's going to be a mid only. He won't be in a forward. So we probably won't even have to pick him in 2024. Do you want to hear about any of my other blunders, Nick? Sam, Sam Lockerty ended up doing nothing. Popped a calf or did a hammy, something soft tissue in his old age. I caught that one too. He wasn't the superstar I thought he would be in 2023. That really hurt me. And Sean Darcy, that probably one that killed me in the first three months because Tim English was the best player in Supercoach for all those weeks. And Sean Darcy was all right. He was he was decent, but he's never at those lofty heights with Tim English set. No, that's right. But the worst thing I did, Tom, uh, Sean Darcy went out. I replaced him with Darcy Cameron who then got injured the very next week. So Darcy Cameron was an absolute bust for me at the start you of the year. You got rid of Sean Darcy in the first month. Yes. yes. But did, did he miss one week earlier? He on? missed that one, oh, he missed right. one or two weeks. Yeah, uh, I didn't want to get his hammy. Yes. 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 Yeah. Sorry, that's what happened. And then I got Darcy Cameron in, uh, who then injured himself in the Friday night game. Was that later? Uh, that was round so, four. Wait, sorry. Well, oh, wait. Which uh, injury are you referring to from Sean Darcy? Yeah, the, the first like one. 50 of them this year. Yeah, the very first oh, one. Okay. I think it was like a hamstring. Yeah, I got Darcy Cameron in as well. Yeah, that's right. And he got injured that, that week. Yep. My trades have been a disaster, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry for that this year. But I did have a couple of good ones. Um, Kieran Briggs, he was a he was a lifesaver for me. He allowed me to go from 12th on the ladder to uh, 9th on the ladder. And without him, I would have continued to win nothing at all. Uh, Luke Jackson, he was a really good pop for me in the last four weeks of the season. If anyone's got Luke Jackson right now, you are in prime position to win a flag. Not me, because I am not in any grand finals this week. And Corey Wagner, he was huge for me this year. Oh, Wags. He missed like eight weeks of footy, but I was still pounding the table like, get this guy on the side. He could be a great halfback flanker. Hayden Young goes in the midfield. Corey Wagner goes to halfback. And he's saved many a side, including yours this week. He will he run has. out on grand final day for Nick's boys. He's excellent depth, isn't he? He's good for almost 100 points. Or you'd say 80. Yeah, I, I didn't see where this was coming from as well. He's become an excellent, excellent player at Fremantle. Couple of players I want to highlight: the Blues I made, Rory Atkins, got him in for, uh, for the Gold Coast. He was alright, wasn't he? He did okay, and then he absolutely plummeted. I had to just suck it up yeah. and hold. He's him. back we again know. now, though. He's actually putting out decent scores. Uh, rat Hunter Clark for St Kilda. That was a disaster. You had Hunter Clark in your side, and you were playing in week. a grand final. The f- this is democracy manifest. How is that allowed? The funniest thing is I got him for one week and he scored something like a 58 and I'm like, nah, that's it. I'm trading him. I rage traded him after one week, which is very unusual and mm. unlike me. The following week though, he got concussed. I think he had like yeah. four points. So I'm like, geez, another what Cam from Paran special. <laughs> Absolutely, Cam. Uh, and look, after that, I want to say Ridley, Jordan Ridley, I got him at the end of the season. Mm. He wasn't too bad, yeah, but, but I got him at an op- inopportune yeah, time. You thought he was peaking. You thought yes. he was about to go off in the second half of the year, especially the latter half of the year. He put up some really big scores. You just got lucky with injury. You can't really blame yourself. No, correct, correct. But I want to credit some of the training and maneuvers I uh, made in the last sort of part of the season. LDU, Luke Davis Uniaki, mm. took the chance and he's been incredible. Jet. Did miss out in the prelim final, but still, uh, still managed to get a win. 
I uh, also want to credit as well holding on to Tom Green from GWS Giants. That was gutsy. At the time, I didn't agree with that. Yeah, very gutsy. But so I knew I had to rest this premium for literally a month, get him for finals with the hopes of him getting sort of 110 plus each week. And he's done that. What did he get on the weekend against Essendon? Because he dominated us. Yeah, I think it was 110. I'll get it up now. Yeah, sounds about right, Tommy Green. He was one of my locks of the year going into the year. And I loved his game. But when he did a hammy and I'm sitting on the outside of the eight looking in, I had to trade him. Didn't make much difference. I missed every single finals. Yeah, Tommy Green, I'll get the stats up for you now. So his last three, 119 against Essendon, 129 against Port, and 126 against Sydney. So I had kept him for those three Huge incredible games. final wow. scores. Yeah, now he did really well holding on to Tommy Green. Tom, to talk through some of my bad trades. Uh, Mason Redmond got 56 and a prelim. Callum Mills got 38 and a prelim. <laughs> Tick Miller got suspended the week after I got him, and he got off the suspension and then back on it for, I think he was grabbing Dan Zorko's balls of some sort. Jack McRae got concussed and subbed by Bevo in a prelim final. Uh, Harry Hillenberg averaged 75 for the majority of the season, and uh, Sam Walsh, he was injured, came back, couldn't get a kick, got injured again. So, yeah, thanks for listening to my advice, everyone. You are so talented. Huh? Wait a second. Something's not right here. You were just making it look like you were playing. You're a phony. Hey, this guy's a great big phony. Come on, Chris. So who are we looking for trades-wise this week? If you have trades, I think Luke Davies, Uniaki, if he's under a bit of an injury cloud, I think the best option you're looking at trading him to, if you don't have him already, Zach Butters. Yeah, Butters is a tremendous option to finish. Yeah, against Richmond as well at home. Look, there is a risk they could rest him if they're comfortably uh, leading, you know, heading into three-quarter time or not. But I think just based on pure form right now, Zach Butters is your man. If that was to happen, you would have thought he's put up 120 points already. Yeah, you'd hope so. Exactly. I think Butters is a great trade-in. The reason why I haven't seen Caleb Sarong, because I want to get onto it, is the Chag Warriors this Mm. week. Frio take on Hawthorne. You know who's going to cop the Finn McGuinness tag. It's going to be either Brayshaw or Sarong, you'd think. Yeah, I would think Brayshaw, just because he's been more taggable in his history. But I do worry because Sarong got tagged two weeks ago in the West Coast game after Brayshaw got tagged in the first half. So my, my big worry is Finn McGuinness is going to turn into Conor McGregor and just start knocking out whoever he feels like. He's going to be picking and choosing who he wants to tag next. So I would be avoiding Fremantle players because of the potential McGuinness tag, Nick. I think so too. So I think Zach Butters, having said all that, is probably the best option right now for a midfielder. I agree. I agree. Let's move on to the final segment of the final Supercoach show for 2023, Nick. Grand final edition, captaincy. That's what they've been waiting for, Nick. They can skip through the rest of the podcast. Don't worry about the previous 90 minutes. It's all about captaincy. Where do you have your eye in the biggest game of Supercoach you've ever played? Well, I'm thinking James Sisley. He, we, uh, we we spent a fortune to get him into the side. He's been a game winner for us in a couple of weeks and then also a, a line ball, almost game loser with those mm-hmm. 80s he's put up. So I think I'm going to go, yeah, high risk, high reward. I want to look at vice-captaining uh, James Sisley this weekend for Hawthorne. So I think – So they're playing Frio at the MCG, I think 145 on Saturday. Now, Sicily's recent scores against Frio, do you have them in front of you, Nick? I know you're quietly searching for them as I continue to uh, carry the show by talking absolute nonsense for minutes and minutes. I think Sis is kind of like a bounce-back operator. So he's got an 83 on the weekend, but previous to that, he's got 178 and I think 130 in two of the last three games. You think he will bounce back into form with Hawthorne's final game in front of his adoring Hawthorne fans? I think so. So his last three against Fremantle, 63 at Optus, 116 at Optus, 97 at Optus. So he hasn't played him at the G for almost four years now. So mm. I expect them to bounce back very hard. And just uh, I'll read out a couple of his last stats. So 83, 96, 166, 
102, 171. So, look, I think he's due for a big game. Mm, I think he'll have a big game as well. And it's not like Freo playing or anything, so I doubt they'll give him any sort of attention, don't you? Correct. Sicily is your VC. I love that. And then the big C. You think it's Bont or English on Saturday night against the Cats. Let's have a look at the Cats uh, team going to this one. Not going to be any Jack Henry. Not going to be any Jeremy Cameron or Tom Hawkins. Guthrie, is he going to play after missing pretty much the whole year? I doubt it. They're very, very decimated along. No blitzarves as well. You'd think that Bont and English can put up decent scores because the, the dogs, they can still play finals here. Yeah, I think so too. Plus, there's nothing to play for for Geelong. So I think this is the the easiest and the most gettable Geelong have been in probably, what, seven, eight years yeah. at least. So I think the dogs midfield will comfortably account for him. So I think with that in mind, Bont, he's the, he's the one. His last three games against Geelong, 113 at Marvel, 98 at GMHBA, 109 at Marvel. So, look, not exactly world-ending sort of scores there, but the form he's in yes. is incredible. And you got to remember, in all those games, Geelong weren't playing for nothing. This is the first time in a long, long time Geelong are playing a home game for absolutely nothing. I think the Bont and Tim English will get up big, big scores. But that's it, Nick. Supercoach, we're done. We've, we've done the Supercoach segment for... Was it 24 straight weeks? I didn't even get a pre-season super coach. How did you enjoy talking fantasy footy every single week with me? It's been great. It's been great. I love getting up. You know, the super coach gold uh, makes things a lot easier with all the stats and that. You can really geek it. But I've loved the tactics and uh, the, the the moves, all the levers you've pulled to sort of hold the team and stay stay course to, your, to the season. So I think I made some really gutsy moves and I'm, I'm sticking by them. Jeremy Cameron, that's one of them. Mm. Look, he could haunt me this week, but I got him in months ago. Been an absolute disaster, but he won me a prelim. Sorry, he won me a semi final a couple of weeks ago. So, uh, you know, there's these little sort of moves where I've, I've just sort of had the right players bob up at the right time that has now found myself in six grand finals this weekend. Now, absolutely. I'm so proud of you making the six grand finals. I mean, if you won any of them, that would be a massive result out of this season. You know, do a Darcy and win a flag, but I don't know how likely that is. Myself, I've had an incredible time hosting a Supercoach show. It's kind of been like a lifelong dream to just talk about this game that we love and talk about every single day. Sometimes the mics aren't usually on. It's just you and I talking back and forth about James Sisley's back pocket stats and how many kickings he's had this week. But instead, we decided to televise it and record it for all of you people. It's been an absolute delight. We hope you've loved us talking some fake footy this year.